0: Disclaimer, we do not own or claim ownership of the Pokemon franchise and any Pokemon established in official canon. That's all owned by Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures. This is just a podcast made by four friends who love Pokemon. It's our love letter to a franchise most of us grew up with, so please go support the official release. Previously, on PKMN Legacy.
1: Can you travel with me for just say you're my friends, and then I won't be
0: deported? You are all on the same team, you travel as a team, take on the Pokemon League as a team, so you need a team name.
2: Team Dupan!
0: I can't believe we're team bread.
2: I feel like we should go to Braeburg Town then.
0: You are kind-hearted enough to (laughs) give her your nuts. You see this monolithic skyscraper of a tower in the middle of the sea just off the coast, a thousand feet tall at the very least.
3: King's Tower.
0: You finally reach the end of the bridge and take your first steps onto the soft, grassy mainland. A small wooden sign reads, Route 1, Newberry Way. down the gentle slopes of this route passing tall pines and still managing to see a glimpse of the ocean every now and then it's a
3: nice trail chris is just taking this all in and he's just he's he's really enjoying being in this more nature-like area because well he hasn't really gone out much into the forest in quite some years you know unless it was camping with his daughter but that's just getting into semantics
1: Emma's just kind of looking around her, and she's also taking photos and taking notes of everything she sees.
3: And your
0: idyllic hike is interrupted by a distant sound of rustling of fabric and tin in the distance. Just a short shot off the beaten path.
2: And Maddie being true to her... At least her uh, lowest aspect of careful runs ahead, especially because she thought she heard some sort of like fabric blowing in the wind and she's a designer, so she's excited about whatever that could be.
3: Uh, uh Maddie, B- don't don't run too far, please. Maddie. <sighs>
1: they should probably go after her. She might get lost.
3: Oh dear. Chris starts jogging a bit forward, but not actually a full blown run because he doesn't want to leave Velma behind because tiny legs. I resent that comment. (laughs) I mean, I have a daughter of my own and she's growing and also, you know, her legs were pretty tiny too. So, uh, it's relatable, right?
1: Huh? Huh? Let's get moving, come on. Okay. Velma just kind of quickens her pace a little bit.
3: Maddie,
0: since you pretty much compelled yourself to go find trouble. Yes. I'm going to give you a fate point for that. Woo!
3: Nice.
2: I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm using the fact that I just like am not careful at all because I live in the city.
0: About a half minute to a minute of running through the pines And, Mandy, you're the first to come across what seems to be the ruined remains of a campsite. Messy and abandoned. A sweet smell wafts through the air mixing with the smoky leftover scent of a campfire. And soon after, you're joined by Chris and Velma.
3: (sighs) Give me a moment. (sighs) Okay, now what are we looking at?
2: Look what I found! Hmm.
3: Oh, a camp.
2: Someone was here! Hello? Hello. She slowly pokes her head into the tents to see if there's anyone asleep or inside.
0: It's a medium-sized tent, big enough to fit two people inside. Though, in its current state, it wouldn't be of any use to anyone. In fact, wouldn't you have to poke your head through the entrance? You could just peek through the several small holes puncturing the perimeter of the tent.
1: What's this? Hey, hey, guys, come here! Velma turns around and walks over to Maddie.
0: You see tattered scraps of canvas around the outside, and inside, you find disheveled, abandoned sleeping bags and an unbroken bottle what seems to be of a golden, goopy substance.
2: Maddie grabs the bottle, and it feels kind of sticky in her hands, and she shows it to the two of them.
3: What is that?
2: I don't know. I just found it inside. Uh It's sticky... I don't know if it's edible. I, I, w- I wouldn't, wouldn't, eat eat that. wouldn't try. Want to give a little taste? Eat, no. Give a little taste. Maddie just ignores them and sticks her pinky on the little side and just like smells it. Hmm. And then she puts it on her tongue. Wait, no, 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 no. I knew it. I know what this is. I'm not going to tell you. Try it. <laughs> she just like shoves it up in the face of
3: no, Team I, bread.
1: I, I Velma just takes, like, a little swab of it, and just kind of gives a quick sniff, and then a lick, and she's like, Oh! Yeah, that makes sense.
3: See? I told you! I don't think it's a good idea to be eating things we literally just found in another tent.
1: To be fair, it, uh, looks like nobody's been here for a while.
3: That's concerning! Come
1: on, Chris, please!
2: uh,
3: if If I give it one tiny taste, will you get that out of my face?
2: Okay, but one
0: taste.
3: (sighs) Fine. He seldomly drags his finger across and gets like a bit of a dab of it on his fingertips. And he reluctantly licks it. Even with the specks of dirt, it still doesn't hide that sweet taste
0: of honey. I'm a big dum-dum.
2: I told you there was nothing to worry about. (coughs) What was that?
0: you hear a rustle just from outside the tent.
1: Uh, Velma will investigate there.
0: Okay. Velma, you approach the remains of what seems to be a campfire. The log's top side looks an ashen white and still faintly warm to the touch. As you run your gloved finger over it, there's this sharkly dust covering it. And slumped next to the log...
2: There's a bag!
0: The simple cloth knapsack looks sloppily placed...
1: Velma reaches her hand over it and whops open the flap of the bag.
0: The cloth is a bit sticky to the touch. As you jostle it around, you do hear broken glass in there.
1: Careful!
0: It's hard to see. You can see the shattered remains of what seems to be bottles.
1: Uh, the sea... whatever you call them thingies. Do they have, like, a flashlight app on them?
0: They do, yes.
1: Alright, so Velma uses that to look into the bag.
0: Past the glare of glass... You can see coins in there. It seems to be maybe three, four points worth of polka dollars. And you also see some sort of uh, small metallic device and a scrap of paper, crumpled up paper in there. Hmm.
1: And she reaches in and tries very carefully to pick out the glass pieces.
0: Well, you're going to need to roll good careful then, won't you? Yes,
1: I will. I guess I will. Oh, boy. Oh, this is going to end lovely. Woo! Oh, wow! <laughs> I mm.
0: <laughs> Announce your roll.
1: I got a negative two.
0: Thank you for sharing with the class. <laughs> yeah, that's about the worst you could get with that one, oh boy. Even with your glove, you cut your hand on it for one point of health. Ah!
1: Are you okay? Stupid glass. I'm fine. Just got a stupid cut on my hand, this fall And takes off her glove. Dang it, I got a hole in this thing, too. Well, I can sew that up for you later.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: That's kind of what I do. Oh, uh, uh, thanks again.
3: Chris walks over immediately to Velma. Doesn't even like really ask. He just like puts her arm in his hand and looks at the wound. Okay. He takes off his scarf, just starts wrapping it around the wound, tightens it. Just let that sit there for a little bit but we're gonna we need to get you some water to clean that disinfectant. uh we probably could find some things around here that could easily soothe the pain if we can find the right berries I might be able to make something uh, but I've never been to this area uh, so it's kind of hard buddy. Mm, this is this is really bad buddy. this is really bad okay uh maybe Chris. if we just Chris! uh, uh y- y- yes
1: it's literally just a small cut i I'm gonna be fine.
3: But a small cut could lead to, like, infections if we don't take care of it. Infections can lead to diseases. Diseases can lead to death, and that's not good. Oh, (laughs) Dude, (sighs) I'm
1: fine. Seriously. (sighs) If you want to help, maybe you can help with the glass in that bag? I saw something down there.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I could do that. Chris goes over to where the bag was. He does the same thing that Velma did and takes out his sea gear and starts flashing a light and tries to pick out the uh the glass to try to get the materials that were in there that she was talking about.
0: All right, roll for careful.
3: All right, I got it too.
0: That's a fair. You managed to play operation
3: and you pull out a polka dollar. Awesome. I'm no longer broke. But also I can't keep this because this is someone else's money. Dilemma. He just puts it in his back pocket for later.
2: Guys, and she just grabs the bag and like, turns it upside down, and everything comes spilling
3: out.
0: You solved my glass bag puzzle. (laughs) I was like, you guys, this this whole time, I
2: was like, why aren't they turning over the bag? Listen. I'm listening. I'm listening. Shut up. I was like, I was literally laughing so hard. I was like,
3: what? I thought wholeheartedly there was something inside that bag that if we didn't do it carefully, it's either going to A, burst out a Pokemon to attack us, or B, it's gonna explode. Therefore, oh, I'm just it like- it was just
0: a couple glass bottles that I, broke in there. I have to say,
2: I cannot wait to see this
0: scene. Picture. <laughs> just,
2: you, got- <laughs> Just Maddie walking over and going, you guys, and then just like turning it over really fast and just everything's spilling It's got out. like
3: Velma and Chris and like lab coats and like the safety goggles. They got like the equations <laughs> on the whiteboard and they're just like, how do we get the glass out of there? How do we get the materials out of there? And Maddie's like, oh my God, you just- and just starts shaking the bag. And
2: Maddie's the one who, like, takes her
0: hand on the desk and, like, shoves everything off the desk. I am so glad we were able to solve this puzzle. Oh, also, you see the pile of trash on the wrinkled picnic blanket, uh, rise up and down. No biggie. Uh,
2: why is that moving?
3: Don't know, but we're gonna find out now. So he's gonna go over there, and he's gonna look and see if it's gonna rise again. You wait
0: a second silent, but just very faintly, you can see it sort of rise up just a centimeter and down just a centimeter.
2: And Maddie walks over to it and she's like about to just kick it. <laughs> she doesn't, but she's about to.
3: He takes the an edge corner of the of a cloth that it's underneath and he's like Counting to three to lift it all up and then jump back. Alright, so... one, two. Oh god!
0: You're facing this pink furry creature! Oh! It looks like a raccoon with brown stripes that run across the width of its tail and mask its face. And the evil creature scurries away, oh! then bolts back, nabs an unopened bottle of honey, then jumps back again. Roll for initiative! You know, there's nothing like a good old pause menu to completely screw up the flow of the episode. Hey, Kay here, and I want to talk to you about Patreon, because we still have one. For $2 and up, we'll display your name at the end of the YouTube videos. And it will be there this episode, not like last time when I forgot to put him up like a friggin' idiot. For $5 and up, you get access to our bonus tidbits. Last week, I talked about the combat mechanics. $10 and up, and I am obligated to announce your name here in the pause menu. And as Donkey Oto found out, you can change your name after the fact. Which they did. So thank you for your support, Maddie's Nuts. I showed Ariana this and she's looking into getting her name legally changed now. So if you'd like to support the show, like Maddie's Nuts, then the link should be in the description for wherever you find this episode. Anyways, it is plug time. So Ariana could not record in time to make this episode, but she wanted me to let you know That episode 2 of My Pride is out on YouTube. It's an animated web series she's a part of, it's made by Tribble of Doom, it has a whole bunch of lions in it.
3: So go give them a look! Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening everyone. This is your favorite Pokémon breeder, Chris here, with an important public service announcement. It's hard to be an up-and-coming Pokémon trainer, but it's easy to maintain proper hygiene. So remember to wash your hands frequently for 20 to 30 seconds each day in order to continue being the best you can be. And never forget that the power is yours! Next episode set to go up on April
0: 2nd, so see ya in two weeks. One week if you're a $5 and up supporter on Patreon, just saying. Anyway, wash your hands, time for battling, unpause.
2: Once it's tight...
0: You don't know that. And there are no modifiers, correct? Actually, for you, Chris, minus one. Okay.
2: Cool. Can we all go in?
0: I mean, if you want to gang up on the poor raccoon, yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> Why not? Then just takes her blaster and like points it at whatever it is.
0: Are you going to blast the raccoon <laughs> with your gun? Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. All right. First in the order is Ginger. Let's
3: see. Uh, could you read me Ginger's moves? One quick time, please. I know it's uh, she has firefang, Bite, Odor Sleuth, Leer. Gonna Fire Fang this uh,
0: tiny thing. Oh. <laughs> roll for physical attack, neutral damage, you monster.
3: Oh, Aw, yeah. And now to act out my Animu moment. Oh god, what is that? Uh, Ginger, use Fire Fang!
0: With a four for Ginger's attacking roll versus the Pokemon's negative one for defending roll. It grabs it by the tail and flings it around like a chew toy. And suddenly lets go and throws it into a tree, taking it for five points of damage. Oh. Also, it's burnt. Oh. Bellini, it's your turn. just
2: thinking. I,
0: What's the sass master going to do? The
2: sass master himself? Let's see. I think I'm going to do helping hand for Ginger.
0: Okay. Bellini walks over to Ginger, pats her on the back. Ginger lets out a, a appreciative huh? Ginger's now has helping hand.
2: You use that whatever you want for it.
0: After being flung into the tree, the Pokémon gets up, winces from the burn damage, and lets out a loud little <sighs> at the Houndoom. Oh, ah, oh, that is loud.
1: Uh-oh, <laughs> watch out.
3: Now Ginger, remember what I taught you? It can only hurt you if you believe. <laughs> It's gonna hurt. With that disarming voice,
0: three attacking roll with Ginger's negative one defending roll, Ginger winces in pain oh. and kneels down for a bit as it tries to brace itself for this hideous sounding noise. Next to the order, Velma.
1: Velma has a moment of panic where she's like, ah! And she just brings out her gun and pulls the trigger.
0: Okay, roll for your dust blaster then. What? <laughs> mm. Oh, no. Ooh, what shall we do with your fail? Oh, Mm, no. Tasty, tasty (laughs) fail. You can feel your weapon clog up, and then suddenly, it blasts over the entire area. Oh, boy. Broken glass bottles are knocked over all over the place. So now the ground is enveloped. You don't know where your glass is. You move anywhere, (laughs) you might step on it. Your Pokemon might step on it. Good job, Velma.
1: Ah, crap. It's okay. It's okay. We can do this.
3: Ginger, what you gonna do? Ginger, don't move anywhere. There's a lot of glass on the ground. Instead, use Odor Sleuth and just keep an eye on that... Pokemon. What What even is that?
0: And if only someone had a device that could let you scan Pokemon.
2: Ah! Maddie pulls out her sea gear like, and drops it in all the piles of glass, and she, like, kind of... You pick up a shard of glass. Ow. Ah!
0: <laughs> then suddenly, from the fog, you see a furry hand... As Bellini hands you your uh, Pokedex,
2: thank you, baby. And she just like holds it up towards the Pokemon. Slinkit, the sly Pokemon, a cute but conniving creature. Slinkit prefers to scavenge for food rather than
1: hunt or gather for its own. This Pokemon uses its cuddly appearance to trick people into giving it food and other valuables. It is easily distracted by shiny
2: objects. <gasps> Is it my turn? Can I do it?
0: It's Bellini's turn; therefore, it is your turn.
2: Okay. So Maddie tells Bellini to pick up very carefully, pick up little pieces of the glass and reflect them towards the sun. Oh. Can can it make it like skip the turn, like miss its turn because it's distracted?
0: Roll for clever.
2: Okay, for Maddie or Bellini?
0: Maddie. Bellini doesn't have approaches. It has to be.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say it has to be Bellini. B- Maddie. Bellini. Yes, I got a five.
0: All right, with that superb roll, Bellini gingerly picks up a shard of glass and angles it just so that the sunset reflects boom, right into the slinket's eyes. Yes! The slinket stumbles back into the bushes and it loses a turn. Yee yee yee! It's Velma's turn now.
1: Velma, still embarrassed by her blunder from the dust gun, reaches into her back pocket and pulls out a potion she bought earlier. She throws it over to Chris. If you need to, use
3: that! Wait, use what? Oh god! Is this a gun? It's a
1: potion! Oh,
3: sorry, I've been a bit of a panic! You're telling me! Glass on the ground? This is weird Pokémon! I am on edge right now! It's okay! You can do this!
0: Ah! Top of the order of Ginger's turn, what's she gonna do? He's
3: like, thinking to say, it's like, okay, things to do, things to do. Uh, Glass on the ground, uh a potion, potion, glass, ground, Pokemon, brown, Ginger, uh... Oh, Odor Sleuth allows you to know where the glass is, so that's good. Ah. Uh, all right, Ginger, use a bite attack while avoiding the glass in it. take that thing down. Okay, not very effective. Okay. Uh, Ginger got a five towards, uh, Slinket's two.
0: Nice. With that three shift hit, Ginger bounds past the minefield of glass and... <laughs> Takes a nice little bite right into the Slinkit's front leg. Next up is Bellini.
2: Bellini, use pound!
0: Uh, what's the effectiveness? Neutral.
2: Ugh. I got. Bellini got a two, and the Slinkit got a three.
0: As Bellini goes across the ground to go and pound Slinkit, it does step on glass and takes a little bit of damage. It struggles to regain its balance and tries to go for a pound, but gets the flip of its tail instead of the actual body. Slinkit slips out of reach, grabs that bottle of honey and hightails it out of there.
2: No, is everyone okay? I'm
1: fine.
3: Chris walks over to Velma, gives her back her potion, goes over to Ginger, she looks okay to him and puts her back in the pokeball. He walks over to a nearby stump that he sees, and just slumps to the ground, and and just rests there. I am way too old for this.
1: Team Depayne, indeed.
2: I think Maddie's going to go over to the bag and look at the remaining contents, but she's got to go around the glass, huh?
0: At this point, the smoke has faded away, so it's easy to step over it.
2: Okay, so she's just going to go over to the bag.
0: So as you, Maddie, investigate the poured contents of the bag, you find four points worth of polka dollars. You find some sort of weird spout thing.
2: Can I stick it into a tree?
0: Okay, so you know what a tapping spout is, all right. (laughs) And you also find a barely legible map covered in dirt and honey.
2: Guys, look at this! She sees the campsite marked as to where they probably are. And then she sees something strange. She sees the X on the map that says she thinks she reads sweet spot.
3: Sweet but I'm just gonna assume that's where they got this honey.
2: We should go there. Uh,
3: the the honey was pretty good, so I I suppose if we could take a deep wait. Does anyone here know how honey is made?
1: Of course, you use it with Oh, uh, what's the problem?
3: We should leave, like now.
1: But uh, here's the point. I think there's a reason this place was uh absconded the sweet spot
3: maddie i know that you like adventure
1: please
3: i know that that you want some honey and honestly we still have that jar of honey that we found in this abandoned camp but But i need that was
2: so dirty he
3: puts both hands on her shoulders maddie if you value your life your pokemon lives you will listen to me and you will get out of here because this is not a place you want to be. And that sweet spot is going to be the end of all of us. Please, let's go.
2: But it's on the way to the town. Oh, no. Bee drills! Honey comes from bee drills. Okay.
3: Bee drills are very protective of their nest. When they're protective of their nest, they like to use their giant stingers and protect their nest by any means necessary. That includes the queen bee drill that might be there or the honey they have collected. I guarantee you we're not going to get a very warm welcome. So what are you guys going to do?
2: I want to go to the sweet spot.
3: Oh my
0: God.
2: Guys, <laughs> <laughs> it's, nice. it's clearly there because we got to go. There's an X on the map. I want to go. I
3: want to try to persuade Maddie to just be like, no, <laughs> no, there is... It is literally a high risk area. We could, we sh- we will only come back here when we have the assets to do so. Right now, we would be walking into a literal uh, bee nest. Can
0: we can we roll against each other? I don't. Know. I was expecting it to happen so
3: soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, you're not
0: going to solve this like adults. So uh...
2: you know what they say: curiosity killed the cat. Oh
3: no, we will not. Destroy the okay. Caddy in this situation. You already lost the Po Kitty, so... <laughs>
1: <sighs> do you still have one of those coins that you got from the backpack? Yeah. Toss it here. Okay. Heads or tails? Tails. Here's what we're gonna do. If it's tails face up, we go. If it's tails face down, we don't. Thelma then flips the coin and twirls around a bunch up in Tail- the air. Wait,
0: so tails face up tails, means heads? Tails and- face
2: up, we go. Tails face down, we don't go.
0: So tails we go, heads we don't go. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Do you have a real coin? I heard somebody moving I coins. I shall we roll it. I have a quarter if you want me to
0: use yeah, it. Yeah. Because, well, because then you'll cheat. I'm not going to cheat. Okay. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Let me ask Siri. <laughs> Give me a second. Oh, that's Siri can. Come on, Siri, say tails.
2: <laughs> Siri, say tails. <laughs>
0: Siri, say heads, please. Hold on. Wish your sense of adventure. Got to wake her up. All right. So let me just make sure. Tails, you go. Heads, you don't go.
2: Exactly. hmm
0: Hey, Siri. Heads or tails?
2: Tails. Yes! <laughs> oh!
3: <laughs> yes!
0: Thank you, S- Hey Siri.
3: <laughs> Thank you. No problem.
1: <laughs> yes! Velma lifts her hand. She sighs.
3: Tails Woo! Okay. Guess we're going into the beach those nest. And just a single tear is coming down his face. Let's go get your
0: honey, Maddie. I love this, especially since you have nothing to put it in. But let's go anyway. put it in
2: my mouth. (laughs) You can't eat all that honey, but okay. You don't know me. We have the bottle. Can't we put it in there?
0: You mean the bottle that already has honey in it?
2: Well, it's old honey. It's like gross honey. But it was was still sweet.
0: (laughs) So you uncork the honey. You turn it over. It's starting to drip. It's starting to drip a little more.
2: <laughs> and we're just waits watching it drip really slowly.
0: <laughs> almost there. Just almost touching. It stops just over the ground. Drip.
2: Wait, does the honey have healing properties for the Pokemon?
0: No. Damn. It. it attracts Pokemon, though oh oh hey everyone hear that
3: oh no
2: okay seriously (laughs) i I pour the honey out and we run we run to the sweet spot i just want to go to the sweet (laughs) spot let's go